Live Well Podcast, episode number 29. Hello, everybody. This is Kim. And this is Allie. Welcome to Live Well Podcast. We are a mother-daughter team, and we are here to give you simple tips on living well. How are you, Allie? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Uh, It's actually been a while. I think it's been a couple weeks since we've done our last podcast. We've been quite busy, and we were gone over the weekend, but we're back. uh, And I missed the last one that you did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you had... Oh, you were at an all-day concert. Yeah, that's right. Right, and I did the... I, I, I did the show solo. I missed you. I missed you too. I'm glad to have you back. So today we are going to talk about um, weight loss and healthy tips for weight loss. Uh, But first we're going to talk about four pitfalls to healthy eating and what to do about them. So in oftentimes in the beginning when we make lifestyle changes, we see quick results But then over time, weight loss starts to slow down and sometimes that causes us to lose our resolve and it can seem like stubborn pounds never go away. Many times it can be a common pitfall that's undermining our hard work and we may not always be aware of it. Often we think we're doing what we're supposed to, but it's easy to deceive ourselves about how well we're sticking to our plan. Um, Often we have good intentions, but we end up falling short of our goals for various reasons. So we're going to talk about some of the most common pitfalls that can be avoided simply just by being aware of them. Which can help a lot. Right. The first one is stress eating. This can be a big one because of because food is comforting, as we all know. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Whether we're aware of it or not, we may frequently eat foods to com- combat stress, ease angry or frustrated feelings, or we may even eat out of boredom. I've we all there. have a claim to this. Yeah. <laughs> there are other ways to combat stress besides using food. Instead, you can take a walk. Um, Try to focus on your body and forget the snacks, as hard as that sounds. Get some fresh air, feel the sun or the wind, clear your head, and just get your body moving. There are many benefits to taking a brisk walk, and the activity will allow your body to burn off steam or stress. If the weather is bad, listen to some uplifting music, call a friend, or do a puzzle. Actually, I think the music thing helps. Yeah. And puzzles. I like doing puzzles. Yeah. I like calling friends, too. Okay, number two, grazing. Many people have a complete lack of structure for their daily meals. They actually might be nibblers and they just nibble on food all day long. It can be bits of bagel, a bite of a donut in the morning, all the way through chips in front of the TV. Grazers have absolutely no set meal times and they end up shutting down their body's natural calorie burning cycle through the constant onslaught of fat and calories. So instead, pack healthy snacks for nibbling. So if you're going to do some nibbling, at least nibble on some of the healthy stuff like uh, freshly cut up fruit or vegetables and have those on hand so that they're easy to grab. It's also really important to make time for balanced meals that will satisfy your appetite so that you won't be reaching for whatever's close by. And um, we're going to talk about uh, what you can do instead for number three, and that would apply to uh, grazing as well. So Allie, on with number three. Unconscious eating is next. Eating without paying attention to what you're doing or without even realizing that you're eating. That's basically what it is. Um, Instead of unconscious eating, uh, keeping a food journal is a great way to determine whether you've had, whether you have unconscious eating habits. These habits could be grabbing candy from a jar at a co-worker's desk or eating off your child's plate, tasting or sampling food while cooking, grazing in front of the TV, etc. 
Um, often people don't realize just what they're eating in these situations. Yeah, I know. I know all of those things. I, I have friends that talk about always cleaning their child's plate and I guess tasting or sampling food while you're cooking is pretty common too. Mm-hmm. Number four, double portions. We all know that restaurants serve up bigger portions than what we should be eating. Um, but it's not just restaurants that do that. Loved ones, friends, and, and even we do this. We can proudly serve up more than what our bodies need for fuel at mealtimes. And this can happen on a regular basis. And we all know grandma. <laughs> not just any grandma, but I mean, a lot but of grandmas could grandma be aunts. Gives, they like to give generous portions. They I've do. Noticed. Yep. We don't want to just pick on grandmas. It, you know, it, it could be other family members. But um, often grandma likes to think... Uh, you know, she thinks the more that she offers, the more she loves you. And then who wants to disappoint grandma, right? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't disappoint her with that one. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger portions happen because we think we're showing love or we are being shown love through food. And we'd also feel stingy if the plate were to be served with less on it. So the fact is most portions that we consider normal are actually, in fact, more food than we need for a balanced meal. So instead, I think this is one of those areas where we need to eat slowly and really think about whether we're that hungry. Cutting back on large portions can be as simple as eating only half of what we're served, especially when we go to restaurants. And when we eat slower, it gives our brains more time to register the fact that we're full. It actually takes 20 minutes for the brain to know that the stomach is full. Eating slower means less food gets shoveled in during those 20 minutes and then stopping to truly savor your food helps to slow down the eating process. So I, if we s- I actually know a tip. Um, you said, you mentioned how uh, it takes 20 minutes for you to realize that you're full. Um, I heard a tip from someone that if you drink a full glass of water uh, about 10 or 20 minutes before you're about to eat a meal, then your um, your body will know sooner and then you'll know to stop sooner. Well, you'll, right, yeah, you'll already have something in your stomach, yeah. And then even just slowing down, eating, taking longer to eat than allows the brain to get that signal. So these are some common pitfalls. It does help to be aware of where we might be defeating ourselves, and being aware of them allows us the opportunity to take time to form a personal plan so that we can avoid these pitfalls on a daily basis. We also have 10 ways to keep the body running efficiently. So we all want to keep our bodies running smoothly. We want to keep our metabolism burning. And we also want to fuel our bodies with the right kinds of food. Here are 10 great tips to keep the calories burning and keep your hunger satisfied, which is a winning combination for a high-performance body. The first one, you snooze, you lose. Researchers believe that a lack of sleep affects hormones related to appetite. This causes us to gain pounds when we don't get enough sleep. Yeah, I actually, I see this in myself. I notice that when I'm lacking sleep, my body seems to crave more food. I think it's almost like a way that my body tries to keep that energy up. So if I'm not getting sufficient sleep, I'm using food to keep up my energy rather than getting the proper rest. And actually getting adequate rest, at least seven to eight hours of sleep at night, regulates our hormones and helps keep our appetite in check. I love sleep, but sometimes it's hard to get that much because, you know, I want, it's one of those things where I love staying up late and I love sleeping in. And even though I'm getting that sleep, it's not the best rest. Well, especially when you have school the next day. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have to get up early. So that's what kind of stops that. It's hard to go to bed early. You're a night owl like me. (laughs) 
So we have to keep working on that. Number two, raise another glass. We're talking about water. Most of us mistake thirst for hunger. Mark down how much water that you drink in a day, and chances are you'll be surprised at how little you drink. And adding just two more glasses of water a day, um, you'll be amazed at the reduction in your appetite. And um, I definitely noticed this. There are times sometimes where I think I'm hungry, and I will grab a bottle of water first and drink that. And oftentimes I find that once I have, I've had that water, I'm not hungry anymore. So I don't know why that is that the body does that. Sometimes we mistake thirst for, or sometimes, yeah, we well, think we're hungry, but in fact we're thirsty. Well, both ways fill your stomach. So it's probably the same satisfaction there. Yeah, but I think too many, I think too much, too many of the times a lot of us are just as a society dehydrated. With yeah. all the the juices and the soda and the coffee, you know, most people don't drink as much water as they should. I think 75% of the world is dehydrated. Oh. You might be one of those 25%. That I I'm think. not, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I drink a lot of water. That's like all you drink. <laughs> well, that's, that's what's best for me. <laughs> Number three, move it and lose it. You don't just lose calories and weight when you exercise. Intense exercise changes the way your body craves food and can actually suppress your appetite. The breakdown that occurs during a hard workout can also raise your appetite, but you tend to get hungry for the types of foods that will repair this damage. That's kind of what we noticed during insanity a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really cool because I've had a history of sometimes running, not so much in the past few years, but a while ago I used to do a lot of running. And I would sometimes notice that when I started running, I actually would be hungry, hungrier and would crave more food. But I noticed with insanity, that didn't seem to happen. It actually, in a way, changed my appetite. Number four, a great fruit snack. An apple may be your best friend. Look for a big, delicious, juicy apple and take a bite. It is full of fiber, and fiber-filled food will have you feeling full in no time. So it's a great snack to have in the afternoon to get you in between you know, to get you from lunch to dinner. It's definitely uh, one of those foods that, I mean, obviously it's better than potato chips. And the reason why is because the, when the body eats potato chips, you want more, but it's not because you're feeling hungry. You just are addicted to that taste. And, but you may think you're hungry, but you're not. But when you eat an apple, uh, that once that hunger is gone, then you want to stop. So it's that, it's what it's supposed to be. Almost. Well, and you're also fueling your body with uh, more nutrition in the apple. There's not much right. nutrition in potato chips. Right. Soup it up, number five. Try having a broth-based soup before a meal or as a snack. You can even take your favorite veggie drink, put it in a coffee cup, microwave it, and enjoy a cup of satisfying soup that will, f that will fill you up and satisfy your desire for something warm, comforting, and yummy. Soup. Uh, mainly the broth-based kinds, can help satisfy your appetite so you eat less at your meal. Um, try to stay away from creamed or heavy soups, though. Uh, also be aware of major label soups as they tend to be high in sodium and use lesser quality ingredients. It's important to read the label. Yeah, that's probably the only thing to be careful of with the canned soup is they do tend to be high in sodium. Number six, more is less. In the case of meals, that is the truth. Eat small, frequent meals to maintain blood sugar levels and keep your appetite and energy levels in control and on target for calorie consumption. 
Going too long without eating will actually make you feel famished, and these intense hunger pangs can cause us to grab the closest thing we can find, and often we end up eating far more than we intended, and sometimes not what we intended either. Skip rope, not meals. Especially breakfast. If you don't start the day off with a good breakfast, you wind up with low blood sugar, low energy, and irresistible hunger pangs. Then the next thing you know, you're running over to the pizza box and half the pizza is gone before you know it. A good meal doesn't mean a traditional meal. Skip the lumberjack special in favor of a bowl of whole grain cereal or a protein shake with some fresh fruit tossed in or leftovers from your healthy dinner the night before. Healthy snacks that include a whole grain carb, fat, and protein can be a meal. Um, that's kind of why breakfast is so important. Yeah, it's the most important meal of the day. Mm-hmm. Number eight, eat your veggies. Yes, your mother was right, but probably for different reasons. Vegetables are filled with nutrition, but they will also fill you up. Try a salad before a meal in a restaurant instead of eating from the bread basket. And then have a favorite main dish, though you will want to eat less of it, and the rest you can just take home for lunch or dinner the next day. Number nine is about whole grains. That means complete healthy whole grains. Choose the whole grain bread, brown rice, and multi-grain crackers over the bleached and overly processed white and refined breads or rice. I used to eat whole grains all the time. and uh, You did? Well, I mean like the whole grain bread. And then when I switched to white bread, it's oh. kind of hard to. <laughs> yeah, to yeah go that's back. right. That was a strange switch because, yeah, usually people might do the white bread thing and then they decide to get healthy and go to whole grain. Yeah. You did the opposite. Yeah. And now I can't get you off that smushy white bread. Well, even at school, like I try to go for a whole grain. They serve slices of bread at school and their white bread is really good. And so one day they were out of white bread. So I took whole grain and it wasn't the same. Mm. It was like that's why it you, you shouldn't deviate. Because <laughs> once you start eating the healthy stuff, you just have to keep eating the healthy stuff. Yeah, you don't want to get a taste of some of that bad stuff, or I shouldn't say bad stuff. You don't want to get a taste of some of that, you know, the other stuff because then you start. I th- actually think manufacturers put things in those products to make us crave them. That's what I think. There yeah. you go. Probably. So number ten, speed to succeed. We all want a speedy metabolism and high performance when it comes to burning calories. One of the best ways to get there is to slow down at the dinner table. We talked about this before. That means actually taking the time to eat and savor your meal. Uh, That's one of the things, actually, I don't know if you remember this when we went to Europe. That was one of the things that I really noticed in Europe versus the United States. They They, savor their meal. Yeah, they take their meals seriously. They spend time eating. It's a social event. They really enjoy their meals, and it's just different. I mean, so many times I just hear people rushing through or people eat in the car because they have such busy schedules here in the U.S. Or they scarf down leftover pizza from the night before, and you know, and they're out on their way on their way out the door or something. Yeah, that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about being in Europe is um, that mealtime seems special. It does. Uh, So we said that it takes your brain longer than your stomach to receive the message that you're full. So here's an experiment. (laughs) Tonight at dinner, find out how long you take to eat your meal. And if it takes you longer to load the dishwasher, then something's wrong with this picture. (laughs) (laughs) So those are some tips about pitfalls and how to avoid them. And and then uh, some tips on just healthy eating habits. 
Yeah, can you remember all that? <laughs> Actually, I had a couple of topics ready for podcasts. Sometimes I like to pre- prepare them in advance so that I've got a few ahead of time. And I gave Allie the choice, and this was actually the one that she wanted to do for today. She thought um, that this is a fairly popular topic. Yeah, I thought that if someone's, you know, scanning through podcasts and then they see one about weight loss, doesn't it seem like that's, you know, the thing that everyone, that you see everywhere on TV and magazines? Yeah. And so if someone sees this, you know. That does seem to be uh, a thing that people talk about or think about. Mm-hmm. Well, because so, you're surrounded by that kind of stuff everywhere you look. Yeah. I think we're really heavily influenced. Well, and I, so so now you know I've got a couple coming up. Yeah. So, so I think it's a wrap. I think it's a wrap. We hope you got something worthwhile from today's podcast, and we hope you'll join us for the next show. Our plan is to bring you simple tips that will allow you to live better. If you have any questions or want to hear a specific topic on our podcast, please call us or email us. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at 312-957-7087 or email us at feedback at livewellpodcast.com. We might even use your question on our next show. You can also find us at livewellpodcast.com, our website. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. Lord willing, we will be with you on our next show. Have a joyful, healthy week. Simple information to help you live well and bloom where you are.